Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Journey, a 16-week odyssey of grit, determination, endurance, and will, where the weak are exposed and the strong revered. From Bleed Entertainment, this is Falcon's Flight. Insights and analysis on your Atlanta Falcons. Now, here's Robert Taylor and your host, Brian Giffen. It is Falcons flight. Brian Giffen with Robert Taylor as the Falcons come off of their bye week here in 2020 and do so with a record of three and six. And of course, glad to have you with us. We remind you that Falcons flight is a presentation of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals. Do you believe we do? Robert, good to see you, man. Three and six. We talked a lot about it on last week's show. You still have seven games left. You know, there are some things to salvage here. There's even an outside chance, frankly, that you can turn it into a positive season, but an uphill battle and a long ways to go. Well, that uphill battle may get a little easier against the Saints because I don't think Drew Brees is going to play, which means they'll probably see uh, the crab leg thief, Mr. Famous Jameis (laughs) Winston, who in the past five seasons has more interceptions than any quarterback with 88. He's got big play capability, but he's also capable of doing some really boneheaded things with the football. So that kind of swings over to the Falcons. And like we said last week, it doesn't matter what your record is in this rivalry. Bad Saints teams have beaten very good Falcons teams. Last year, the Falcons weren't that great, and I think they won 29-6. to Yeah, I think they went to play New Orleans, who was 7-1, and and they were 1-7. and and won the game. So rivalries, oftentimes you throw records out the window, but you can bet the Falcons will be as motivated as they probably ever are for the New Orleans Saints, as that is really their fiercest rival in the NFL. Well, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag A-G, and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as we look ahead now, three and six, and of course the seven games remaining, and there are some areas where the Falcons need to improve. We've dwelled on these a lot through the first nine games of the season, but the rushing attack, for one, ranks 20th in the league. It's about 107 yards a game. That's an area they'd like to improve upon, and they frankly hope to improve upon with the signing of Todd Gurley. I want to see Gurley come back next year because he has proved this year, I think, thus far he can still be a feature back. He's got 584 yards. He's on pace to bust 1,000, which he hasn't done since 2018 when he had 1,251 yards with 17 rushing touchdowns, which led the league. And according to Raheem Morris, well, he didn't say he knew, but he's pretty sure that Gurley's leading the league in touchdowns right now with nine. A lot to look forward to. 
But again, you know, that's and, and we could talk a little bit if we wanted to. It's never it's you know the way too early draft projections. Everybody knows that seemingly Matt Ryan will be around, but it is time to start talking about who's going to replace him. And the early buzz is I think the Falcons have the ninth pick. They're gonna go with Mac Jones out of Alabama. Now that's not cemented anywhere. That's just people guessing, pulling names out of a hat. Don't know enough about him to be honest with you. We need help at cornerback for sure, pass coverage, but Again, some early picks, some things for you Falcons fans to look into. Some cornerbacks, number one out in the draft in 2020, arguably a kid named Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, Eric Stokes from the University of Georgia, Patrick Sertain II, whose father was a fantastic defensive back in the uh, league for many years at Alabama, and Sean Wade of Ohio State. So a little something for you guys to Google, chew on, do some research, find your guy you want in the draft. There you go. Probably on the defensive side of the ball, the one area where you need the most help, again, is the pass rush. We've talked about this for a long time. We belabored the Vic Beasley experience. We belabored the Tack McKinley experience. Both are gone. And Dante Fowler now finds himself on the COVID reserve list, so he will not play in this game. And even though they've mustered some pass rush via pressure packages, blitzes, and the like, you still would like to have a couple of backfield wreckers on the front and that's something they've not been able to accomplish and they've obviously tried yeah I don't know do you go after guys in the draft or do you try to find some free agents I've got a list right here of some guys that looks like they're going to be available after the season if I'm reading this correctly now we got Dante for a while Jadavian Clowney could be available Bud Dupree from the Steelers Matt Juden from the Ravens, Robert yeah. Quinn, from the Cowboys. So there's a lot of guys out there that could be available. You know, I, I think we need to stop drafting pass rushers <laughs> because we haven't had a lot of luck. Or do more homework on the character and the type of people that they are, the type of teammates and they are, rather than just edge rush speed, technique, and the like. Oftentimes it's how good a fit somebody is as much as it is how good a player he is. I think that's another thing that maybe the Falcons made a mistake is maybe they're just looking at pure athleticism. And you can do that on the high school level and even the college level. Hey, the guy's a freakish athlete. He's going to go out there. He's got a nose for the ball. He's going to perform. But, man, so many more variables come into play when you get to the professional level. What's your mental state like? What's your work ethic like? Because some guys in college, they don't have to hit the weights all that often. They don't have to hit the film room all that often. They can just do it. I very much think you got to be a sharp cookie to succeed in the NFL in any position. You can't get by on athleticism alone. And now somebody could probably prove me wrong and say, hey, you know, Suss and Touch never spent a lot of time around the facility. He just showed up, played, and that was it. But time will tell. I can't wait for hot stove, I'll be honest with you. So as we sit here today, nine games into the season, the Falcons have 14 sacks. That ranks 24th in the league. Now, they have... 41 hurries and 40 knockdowns on the season so via these blitz packages they've certainly gotten a little bit more pressure than they did early in the year Foye Aluakan has really become a force for the Falcons if there is a breakout story and a positive story it's Aluakan this year yeah and that's it's a fun thing about the NFL season is everybody always talks about the starters and they never really talk about dark horses or guys that aren't as applauded as their superstars and that's one fun part of an NFL season so guys tend to emerge and step up and and take roles and he certainly has well we'll address some other areas the Falcons need to improve in we'll jump into our sound cuts real quickly here 
So the Falcons are getting ready for the Saints. As Robert mentioned a little bit earlier, Drew Brees, broken ribs, not likely to play, obviously. So the Falcons have to prep not only for Jameis Winston potentially, but the possibility also of Taysom Hill. Here's Morris on that. There's no real guarantee Jameis Winston's going to have full control. You know, they got a couple of really good quarterbacks on their roster. You know, obviously Taysom and obviously Jameis, you know, two guys that's been productive in their system and some in Jameis and and obviously the Tampa system these came from. So they're pretty fortunate with the quarterback situation. And then obviously, you know, Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael, who they are and what they are and how they go about their business. And they'll plan diligently enough to get those guys ready to play against us. And we got to prepare for both. One of the matchups to watch in this one, and you always talk about matchups, Deion Jones is likely to draw the assignment of spying Alvin Kamara. Those two guys are both dynamic talents. Those two guys are both featured players on their respective teams, and they also grew up around each other. Both are from New Orleans. Here's Morris on the matchup. Debo has always called upon big in these games. You know, Deion Jones steps up big ones for us. Taking on the big assignment, covering Kamara is always going to be a big challenge for him. It's always going to be a big challenge for Kamara. They're from the same spot, you know, both New Orleans kids and grew up together, probably doing this for a long time. So it's always a five-star matchup. You know, get your popcorn and get ready to watch those guys go together and go play against each other. One of the things that seems to have stabilized this year, Rob, so far, and it obviously bodes well because you're pretty young in that grouping, is the offensive line, and none of them stand out more probably than the play of Chris Lindstrom, who has really stabilized things at right guard. Here is Morris on that. You know, it's really been a big focus point for not just Chris, but our whole offensive line on our physical brand and style of play. And last week really challenged those guys and moving forward, we'll challenge those guys in the same way to be able to play physical, to be able to come off the ball, to be able to move people, get people off the spot in order to increase our run game. I've really been fired up how they've been protecting Matt and just his presence alone, his energy, his demeanor, um, how serious is he's the type of kid you want to go out and get every single position with the style and the mentality of play that he has so he's certainly a guy that's big in our plans and big in our plans moving forward and the final piece from morris he offers here a little bit lengthy but he offers here an assessment of how they used the buy and some of the areas he'd like to see him improve on as they now embark on this seven game stretch to wrap up 2020. it's always fun when you get those bye weeks to go back and really be all about us kind of my mentality um, just when you get those chances to step away and look at yourself, because that's really the most important thing when you talk about our game. So when you talk about our offense, we've got a chance to go back and look at when we get these leads, how do we maintain these leads and what we want to do. So, you know, you may see a couple different things when we're coming out that way and how we want to attack people in those situations, because they're going to come up uh, when your offense is talented as the one that we have with Julio and Matt Ryan and Todd Gurley and Hayden Hurst and Calvin Ridley and all the guys playing at a high level like they are. Um, sometimes you're going to get leads in this league. And sometimes you got to figure out how to keep those leads um, by not getting so confined into a box that you kind of limit yourself. So we like to come out, be a little bit more aggressive, like to come out in personnel grouping that fits us best and do some of the things that we do better. So that was one of the evaluations that came from a, an offensive standpoint. When you're talking about a defensive standpoint, you just want to talk about how do you get better at owning those moments in a two-minute catch-up type of ball. Um, those are the moments that's hurt us the most in the beginning of the half of the season. So those are the moments we want to improve on and get better at and getting after the passer. So if we can get those things corrected in those two phases, those will be something that we really be jacked up about. And to get our return game going on special teams, you know, like we got a pretty good return that we think of Brandon Powell. If we get the ball to him in some space and get him some space with some blocks, we think we can get a couple of good returns out of the pops from yardage and flip the field a little bit. 
Getting back, Robert, for a minute to what we were talking about with the offensive line, that is an area that's improved, the pass protection in particular. And between Lindstrom and veteran James Carpenter, they've really stabilized that unit this year. Lindstrom is like the eighth-rated guard, according to Pro Football Focus. And these grades sometimes, I'm not sure where they arrive at these grades, and I'm not sure sometimes how football savvy the people who make these grades are. I'm going to go with that. But Carpenter battled injuries a bunch last year, and he's been solid. He stayed healthy. And Matt Hennessy waits in the wings as a result of the way that Carpenter has played. Yeah, and again, we're beating a dead horse. We know what we have in the Atlanta Falcons. They have a very talented offense. Next year they come back, providing they can keep the O-line together, which I think they can. I don't think anybody's going to leave town or anything like that. That'll be a third season. If they can improve their red zone offense, pretty much that's about all I see. Red zone defense is terrible. They're 30th in the league, I think, 29th in the league. Yeah, 29th. Giving up 22 touchdowns and 29 red zone trips. So for me, it's all about defense. Pass rush, pass coverage, shore it up. Because you've got, as an NFL coach that may be looking for a head coaching job next year, an offensive coordinator or whoever, and we've tossed around some names, and the hottest one on the market arguably is Eric Bieniemy. the offense is very appealing to come and work with this offense. I just want to find one of those sharp minds, and Lincoln Riley keeps getting tossed around as well, but one of those sharp minds that adds those cool wrinkles and kind of innovative, I don't think, I know we don't have that now. By the way, the red zone offense is 29th in the league as well. Only two touchdowns on four possessions in that win over Denver. And uh, the Falcons overall have scored touchdowns on 18 of their 34 drives inside the opposition's 20-yard line. So that is an area that you would think needs to improve or certainly needs to improve. I thought that Hayden Hurst would stabilize some of that, even though he's played pretty well for the Falcons. Yeah, and you know, first season, learning a new offense, got a new quarterback. I'd look for him to make big, huge leaps next year. And one thing I want to revisit, because he's kind of been lost in the mix this year. He's shown some potential, but he was on the COVID list. He was a four-year starter at defensive end at Auburn. We still got Marlon Davidson. That's one guy that could prove to emerge as a good pass rusher, and we can still hang our hat on that, and maybe, just maybe, Dimitrov got it right with him as opposed to these other two clowns. It'll be interesting to see how they address the pass coverage, as you were talking about as well, and whether or not that plays better down the stretch will be tested right away. As You take Drew Brees out of it, probably, but you're still going to see Tom Brady. You're going to see Patrick Mahomes. You're going to see a stretch of pretty good quarterbacks to test that secondary, and there will be a lot to evaluate as you look ahead to what you might do at the end of this season. But right now, there's seven games left in this one. I say they go and do the best they can to finish as strong as possible, let the dust settle at the end, and see where you stand. I say make sure to tune into that Chiefs game. And guys, I'm a Falcons fan, but we're talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about how abysmal this defense is. He's going to put on a show. He is absolutely, I predict, going to carve the Falcons defense up and they're going to drop big points in that game. Well, we'll certainly find out as that one is looming along with several other stern tests the rest of the way. Time for us to take a break. We come back. We'll talk some more about this Falcons Saints matchup upcoming. We'll also swirl some idiots and then we'll call it a day as this episode of Falcons Flight continues. Right now, we step aside for a timeout. Falcons Flight is a presentation of Believe Entertainment. 
Bryant Giffen with Robert Taylor. And Believe, of course, is the number one site for podcast professionals. Do you believe? We certainly do. And we're back right after this timeout. Mr. Hardwood is Atlanta's premier flooring expert, but hardwood is just the beginning. Mr. Hardwood also installs laminate, tile, vinyl, carpet, and more. Your home is likely your biggest investment. Not only can you enhance its value with beautiful new floors, but our lifetime transferable warranty will enhance the value even more. If you stand on it, Mr. Hardwood stands behind it. Mr. Hardwood is committed to setting the industry standard for all your uniquely designed and professionally installed flooring solutions. Our number one goal is to exceed our customers' needs by providing value, quality, and exceptional service even after the sale. We take great pride in high-quality craftsmanship and integrity and are not satisfied until we have exceeded your expectations. Mr. Hardwood, Atlanta's flooring experts. To set up your free consultation, call Mr. Hardwood today at 770-318-8880 or go to MrHardwoodInc.com. Like in football, whether it's in business, recreation, or life, you need a game plan. Is your computer running slow? Is it infected with viruses or malware? Maybe you're a gamer and really want a custom-built computer specifically for gaming. Perhaps like us, you want a lightning-fast, state-of-the-art, solid-state drive to replace that clunky, old-school one in your machine. Your game plan for any of this should be Computers Plus. A lot of the components we use to produce and bring you Falcon's Flight have been upgraded or provided by Computers Plus. Computers Plus is located in Ackworth, Georgia at 3330 Cobb Parkway Northwest, Suite 154. But wherever you are, they can help. Stop in and see them. They also feature a full line of accessories and refurbished equipment. Give them a call today at 770-693-0769 or check them out at computersplususa.com. You'll be glad you did. Falcons flight rolls on. Brian Giffen, Robert Taylor. And we come your way from the Big Play Media Studios here in the Atlanta suburbs. And it is the Falcons taking on the New Orleans Saints, the oldest rival they've got. And, of course, one that dates all the way back to when both were in the NFC West. And, of course, two franchises and, for the most part, fan bases that don't like each other very much, which always makes for a compelling ball game. But that's a 1 o'clock kick on Sunday. And for the Falcons, Robert, in my mind, if you go get this one, and the Breeze thing aside, look, injuries are part of the game. You go get this one, you improve to four and six. Now you sort of can see some hope on the horizon a little bit. 500 is kind of within eyesight at least. It's obvious the team is playing better, certainly under Raheem Morris, than the way they started when Dan Quinn was still here. And they do have a little bit of an edge on them going into this game. And before I expound on that, I just want to say every time I hear that lead-in coming back, I, I always want to lean into the microphone and go, Lambeau Field. Yeah. I don't know why. But... The, the frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah. Man, it would be huge to go down to New Orleans and get a win. And I want to say that Matt Ryan, I think, is 4-8 and eight in New Orleans since he came to town in 2008. But it's not going to be easy. And right after the Saints, you know, Chucky and the Raiders roll in. And they're sitting at six and three. That's kind of cool, though, because the Falcons haven't played the Raiders since 2016. So 
nice to see them roll into town and kind of mix it up a little bit. But then you go right back into the Saints. And I don't want this to sound like I want him to stay hurt, but it would be beneficial if he hadn't quite recovered from that rib injury. Then you get two Saints games without Drew Brees. And, hey, that's just kind of the how the, you know, the tumble of the dice that could work out in the Falcons' favor. And, and like I said, I have long decided after thinking about it that I want them to try to elevate their play and finish out strong like they did last year. Draft be damned. Who cares? Let's go out and win, and let's make a statement for whoever may be coming in next. Yeah, the other thing about it is you may draft three impact players, but the nature of the sport is one of those things where you could lose one, two, or even all three of them to injuries early in the year, and you're right back in the I think it's really more about culture, and it's really more about chemistry than it is about just getting new faces and new players in here. And the chemistry and the culture have obviously improved to this point. Whether or not Raheem Morris is the coach going forward after 2020 remains to be seen. But it is obvious the culture change, the chemistry change, has been beneficial to the franchise. 100%. And I'll say this. I would say regardless of who they hire, because it seems like Blank has said, hey, I'm going to leave all personnel decisions up to the new GM and the new head coach. And we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Now, with all the cap stuff and everything, one would think they're going to keep a Matt Ryan, a Julio Jones, and all that stuff. But I, I would say very much so that if they can't draft well and, and maybe find some immediate impact players, kind of like an A.J. Terrell who's done well this year and has had an impact, if they can't find some impact rookies, bring a few more guys in, they've got next season and the season after. Then I think the window is closed on Matt Ryan and the gang as far as getting to a Super Bowl. I, that's what I think. I think they've got two more seasons. And I think they should do everything they can for Matt and for Julio and those guys. But more importantly, Matt, I really want them to make a real strong push to try to get him one in the next two seasons. Well, we'll certainly see if the Falcons can seize the moment and turn it into at least a decent finish to this season and then look ahead and have some positive things to dwell on and, of course, maybe become a relevant franchise, not only as this year unfolds, but certainly looking ahead over the next couple while Matt Ryan is ideally still here. We'll certainly find out as time moves on. Speaking of time, Robert, what time is it? Mm, If I'm reading my watch correctly, it is swirly time, swirly time, swirly time. The Falcon's flight crew is intolerant of jackassery. There is a special place where morons are plunged headlong into a blue vortex of irony. Where imbeciles are irrigated, dumbasses are drenched, and abject idiocy rinsed away. Where pompous assery comes face to face with porcelain where chlorine, tidy bowl, and bleach administer swift, swirling justice. This is our Game of Thrones, where mindsets and hairstyles are forever altered. It is the Falcon's Flight Swirly segment. Now let's get this party started. Ah, yes. Once again, we have polished it up we have shined the handle we have lifted the lid and it is time for the soon to be world famous swirly segment yeah we have this fun just about every week here on falcon's flight little bit of nonsense for you know lighten the moment in what 
at times has been a little bit of a depressing year. So, (laughs) onward to the swirls. And this week, I will lead it off, and this week I went back to the more obscure. And I will tell you that authorities in Tennessee say they busted a well-organized burglar after he allegedly dropped a notebook during a break-in that contained a list of other places he planned to target. Robert Bleat, B-L-E-A-T, <laughs> 49, is accused of smashing a glass door and breaking into a Nashville-area home and stealing a TV and gun from the residence, according to records filed in Davidson County Court, per the AP. He allegedly stole a black Gibson Les Paul custom guitar, which he later sold for $40. That's a pretty good deal. That's per WKRN. But prosecutors said Bleat left something behind that allowed authorities to solve the case. A notebook that listed multiple addresses, including one for another home a few miles away that had been burglarized that same day, the Tennessean reported. Investigators were able to identify the suspect, in part through notes his daughter left in the journal, along with her address. This just keeps getting better. Bleat was caught on video kicking in the back door of another house the next day, court records state. He was arrested last week and is being held on $15,000 bond for felony burglary and theft charges. Hey, Bleat, your head's going under the seat. Get over here. That's it, boy. Get in there now. Nice. And stay there. <laughs> what idiot. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Somebody open the window. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. Nope, it's bleat. <laughs> Your turn. I got one, but I kind of wanted to do a bundle, maybe if I could, because this just popped in my Ooh, head. We haven't done any bundling. Yeah, it was it was but but I well, you know, I gotta backtrack too, and I gotta say, Brian, the swirly segment is already world famous because we have a Falcons fan club across the pond. They follow us on Twitter. They actually do their own UK Falcons podcast, wow. but but they listen to the show and they love the swirl. So by default, it's around the world. We made it across the yeah, pond yeah. to England. They're listening to us swirl fools so all the way over there. It literally is yeah. world famous. Exactly. Now I read this last night, and I don't want to over make there, over there. It'd be the lose segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't. I don't want to make light of it because I really feel sorry for the citizens of the nation, but. You think we have election woes here? You think it's bad here? How about go down and uh, set up shop in Peru where they just elected their third president of the week? Wow. Third one. Now, I used to live in Peru, but this was Peru, Indiana. <laughs> so <laughs> so they had a guy, voted him out. This is maybe on Monday, and then on Wednesday they said, you're the president. And then on Friday they said, no, 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 wait. We're going to make you the president. So that's I, I just can't even imagine the buffoonery going on down there. And, and, again, I don't want to make light of it, but you have to chuckle at ridiculousness like that. I mean, I don't know who's running the government down there. Apparently no one. <laughs> so maybe that's a little add-on, but I got a good one. comes out of Lakeland, Florida. Of course it does. So this is Florida, man. You know, they're always famously doing something dumb. But yeah. a Florida man who scooped up a downed power pole and planned to sell it for scrap was arrested, according to the State <laughs> Highway Patrol. <laughs> And make no mistake, this wasn't one of the wooden ones. If you can see the picture, it's a one of those big metal 
light poles, like, you know, they weren't going to come out and try to put it back up. But anyway, <laughs> Douglas Allen Hatley, 71, of Lakeland, found the down pole in Tampa Monday, tied it to the roof of his burgundy 97 Toyota sedan, and allegedly tried to sell it to a recycling yard. <laughs> I want to know how a 70-year-old – because this thing's huge, Brian. Look at that. I, I, how did a 71-year-old man get a metal light pole on top of his Camry is beyond me. A, but, ni- a 97 Toyota. Maybe he can sell that for scrap while he's there, too. Yeah. So, uh, according to the Tampa Bay Times, the recycling yard turned Hatley away and called police to report a possible theft. State troopers arrested him sometime later with the pole still tied to the top of the car. So Gosh. I don't know what his plan was, but, uh, you know, if you get turned away by the recycling company, you may want to ditch that thing because, anyway, no. because Florida, man. But oh sorry, uh, sorry, Mr. Hatley, uh, you lose out on that one. He's still in jail, too, by the way. Third-degree grand theft, $2,000 bond. Wow. Hey, Peru, you're in the loo. Hey, Hatley, good thing nobody just shot Lay. <laughs> Come here. That's the stupidest thing ever. That's it, boy. Get in there, nice and deep. Surprised that it stayed on there and, you know, didn't tip the car over. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. And because your name rhymes with Shatley. I, I wish now that the pole had, like, tipped his car <laughs> over or something. That, that probably would have been a better swirl. But <laughs> anyway, lesson learned here, folks. Don't steal light poles. Leave them on the side of the road. The county's going to do something with them. Yeah, yeah. If it falls, just leave it there. They'll <laughs> they'll deal with it, we promise. Well, that'll about do it for this episode of Falcon's Flight. We appreciate you joining us, as always. And uh, we look forward to next Falcon's Flight, when we will hopefully recap a win over Dem-hated saints. To use that terminology, it's I, I guess it's who dat in New Orleans, right? The ain'ts. Yeah. Well, they did call them that once. They had bags over their heads and everything. Let's see if that version perhaps shows up for this game Sunday. We will certainly recap that one, look ahead to the next one, as we always do. But that'll do it for this episode of Falcon's Flight. I am Brian Giffen. He is Robert Taylor, and we really appreciate you joining us. Falcon's Flight is a presentation of Believe Entertainment. This is the number one site for podcast professionals. Do you believe? We certainly do. Talk to you next week, everybody. So long. Thank you for listening to Falcon's Flight. Tune in throughout the season for updates, insights, and analysis on the Dirty Birds. Falcon's Flight is a production of Believe Entertainment. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.